I mean, I've seen this kind of go on about, you know what, are people really for the cause? I mean, or at least people doing it out of genuine effort. And I look at things like, uh, I mean, I see all these videos on Instagram. If you go on Instagram, there are a ton of black women making these uh, these talks or these little shorts about uh, anti-blackness and, you know, people uh, or white people's reaction anti or racism and everything uh, to this point. And I, I mean, again, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's really something you shouldn't be like, oh, wait, it's here. And I think the reason why people are noticing it too late, one, we are all stuck at home, or at least the smart people are stuck at home. The dumb people are going out and getting people infected, of course. But the other thing is there, I mean, the, the fact that we have all been going out, I think that us being locked in and seeing all this has probably made people wake up and go like, okay, this is, this is something we got to stop. But also we haven't seen racism advanced as rapidly as we had with this current president because he has enabled and encouraged so much certain groups of people to just do really horrible things he's locked hispanics up in cages he's encouraged people to go out and bully or even stab asians and of course the increase uh towards uh, against uh, black people to the point of almost pretty much becoming a movie villain and some of his speeches of wanting to send the military down on peaceful protesters. Now, I'm not saying get it kicking him out of office is going to stop racism. Of course not. But, I mean, he's encouraged and the fact that we've kind of let this person be in office and just to encourage the things to just come out and take over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I think the the ability of technology has allowed us to be able to film and sh just be able to actually speak or mind out. Because, I mean, before we had smartphones, I mean, if someone were to get away with murder, I mean, or, or something very hateful, then, you know, you'd have evidence be gone again or uh, thrown against black people because, hey, you know what, you haven't filmed it, we haven't seen it, so it didn't exist. Uh, yeah, technology has, has certainly had an impact, but I also say very strongly, <laughs> who am I quoting there? I also say very strongly one thing, though, about the current president he would not be in office if he did not have millions of people who support him millions legion so you, you know in pointing the finger at him i i you know you can't just point the finger at him yeah there are millions of people who agree with him and if you don't believe that, look at Twitter, look at Facebook, look at comments, and they're not all bots. Yeah. Because I know some people I've grown up with, I see, I've seen what they think about things. And, you know, it's like, you know, first I was seeing them supportive of John McCain dying. 
you know, and these are people I know. It's not an abstract thing. These are people, some I've known since my family came to the United States. So to think that it's one person, it's millions of people. You know, it's like it's millions of people with that belief. And I, you know, as I said, I, I, I'm that, that, that optimist, but I'm a realist as well. One day when you have a chance, you should look up what people said to a woman who was a guide at a plantation. And repeatedly what would, people would say to her was, you know, slavery wasn't that bad. And why do you have to, you know, tell us about slavery on this plantation? We don't really want to hear about it. And growing up, I always really wondered about how slavery could happen. You know, how, how could these things happen? And I have a, you know, reading that gave me a better understanding of it because a lot of people don't want to think it's as awful as it is. You know, the slavery is unspeakable, but there are people who don't want to believe it. And then, you know, it's only in recent years that I heard that during lynchings, there was special lighting that was set up, that photographs were made, postcards were made. You know, all of it is like incomprehensible, but it happened. But I will say in this era with social media, now future generations are going to see how things have happened, how they evolved, how, uh, you know, because you might have a private conversation about something. You know, I've had private conversations with people I've known for years about children being locked up and their response is so what and they should have been trying to come to america in the first place illegally and you know i mean i'm hearing this with my own ears with people who i know it's not a stranger it's not somebody out there it's people i know so you have a greater understanding so social media is going to help people under put it together as to what's happened you know during this time and i also think that it's very instructive to know your history because i found even you know going to some protests about because i've covered a lot of stories about daca i've interviewed many daca kids young people and when i've talked to people who are anti-daca they're not even familiar that president reagan signed a law into you know signed an immigration law the most comprehensive immigration law that's i mean nothing has been done subsequently as 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 uh over you know as as complete because people have tried to say daca was like a big thing it really wasn't it 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 really involves a very limited number of people very limited number you know the dates there are a lot of uh, young people who they're like two days off and they're not eligible for daca but 
President Reagan signed the Simpson-Mazzoli bill, which gave everybody amnesty from a, you know, a certain time period, not just children, but everybody. And nobody, you know, nobody knows that. Nobody, I mean, I think learning your his, the history is really important because for the most part, young people don't get it in school. And just the facts, there's no need, because that's the other thing with this social media. Everything is so biased. I just say, learn the truth. It will set you free. You don't have to color it. You don't have to twist it. Just know the truth. The, the truth that I found out too, I was researching a story I did about 1968. And everyone sort of thinks of 1968 in sort of a hippy-dippy way. And 1968 was the really the reason behind uh, President Barack Obama and, and Donald Trump. They wouldn't exist without it because in 1968, you know, Richard Nixon was saying law and order and law and order. And I mean, there was a call for social justice in the streets as well. But you also have to consider that George Wallace won five states and a vowed segregationist. You know, so that's 1968. So I, I think know your history, you know, know your, because it's our, it's everybody's history. It's important to know your history. Again, through my storytelling, I hope in a small way that I share that because it's, it's just so fascinating. So know your history, whether it's about slavery, about civil rights, um, you know, civil rights for everyone, uh, know your history and, uh, you know, stay in, and it's harder and harder in some ways to stay informed, but it's easier in some ways to stay informed, uh, in 2020. Uh, but, oh, you know, whether it's about COVID-19 and the facts about that, or the facts about discrimination, you know, whether you're LGBTQ, African-American, Asian, know your history know the facts and you know that's and and you know let's move forward with the facts that's that's one thing i would really say and as i said in a small way i i'm trying to get the word out on a lot of things that are hidden in the corners that need to be told of course, and that, what I mean by even mentioning Donald Trump, I, I wasn't trying to say, yeah, he's the reason for all this. Of course not. In fact, even look at our other option, which is Joe Biden. I mean, people are pretty much forgetting what he did back in the 90s, which uh, he actually was brought up recently from The Breakfast Club, which is a black uh, podcast. But uh, I, saw, I saw the interview with him. Yeah. Or you were going to say something? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm agreeing. I was just wondering what you're referencing. You're referencing oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Biden. yeah, yeah. So he, uh, I'm basically the Clintons and also Biden. He, uh, they passed a law that, you know, for them, they thought they were removing or at least they were handling uh, criminal acts, but instead, it sort of encouraged. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, uh, it encouraged a lot of uh, bad things towards black people uh, in the 
uh, or uh, you know what? I, I need to pull that back up because I'm trying to bring it up but it was something regarding around uh, dealing with prisons and ju just how it wasn't really it didn't really seem fair to everybody and the thing is Joe Biden didn't really acknowledge that until oh crud I need to fix my act if I'm gonna get the black people's trust uh, which is interesting because he was also the vice president for Barack Obama uh, so, you know, I, that's the thing is, or wait, you were going to say, I'm sorry, you're, <laughs> I'm all over the place this morning because I, I woke up, but you were going to say something? Oh, no, I was just listening. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, actually, what do you have to say about that? Like regarding Joe Biden, uh, do you think that, do you, do you think he's genuine about the changes that he's promoting on, uh, you know, he's putting into his campaign. Because a lot of his campaign is about giving equal treatment to black people. Well, I mean, I will say that I've been following politics since I was a, a little girl on my father's knee. I've never seen anything like this. I, know, I mean, I guess you could say <laughs> you've never seen... Uh, you, you've never seen anything like this going back to you know, when you didn't know who won the race between Gore and W, and that was, you never seen anything like that. You never seen anything like a African-American person winning the presidency. And you know, now you've never seen anything like this. I mean, truly, it it's, um, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> it's a, um, it's quite a time. <laughs> I, I, it's quite a time. I, I, I guess I, I, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard for me to be too political in the sense that I cover stories. And actually, I remember doing a story uh, about. I'm trying to even think what the story was. I was, what was it? It was about taking taking a knee. Yeah, taking and a knee, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. So my editor told me, you know, he wanted uh, both sides, and to make sure, you know, I got Donald Trump's, you know, side in. This. And I remember going down to to uh, Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> I made my way there, and. I knew that there had been at least one woman who was always trying to take care of the star, you know, there. And so I said, I'll, I'll find a, a Donald Trump supporter there. And I, w I was there for hours. And I, there was one person, uh, I, I, I should say, I didn't find one person who liked him. There were people who were stamping on the star, spitting on the star. You know, while I was there, but I couldn't find, and maybe somebody who did like him but didn't want to talk to me. So I ended up getting a conservative talk show host who I've known for a long time. You know, ultimately he was the interview, but I, I spent hours trying to get a, you know, 15 second soundbite of somebody mm -hmm. saying, you know, that they supported Donald Trump. Uh, again, I did end up getting a San Diego conservative uh, 
talk show host. So in doing stories, I don't, you know, it's like, it's hard for me to go too much into my personal opinion, but I will say that I have never seen anything like this. And whenever I see hatred, um, it, it's hard, yeah. uh, just to say the least. It's it's hard to see hatefulness, but my spirits are lifted when I see the counter, you know, the, the counterbalance to that. But it is it is hard to see some of the hateful things that that I that you know you see. It, it is hard. I mean, I I have heard people again because it's one thing to to I don't believe everything I see I mean I will I will tell you this that when I would watch every night and see all the experts say that there was no way that Donald Trump would win you know no path no path no path I would say to the TV out loud how do you know and I also you know, I mean, I talk to people and ask people what their thoughts are. I don't tell them what to think, but I ask. And, you know, I don't rely on, you know, <clears throat> social media solely with bots and such. But I was talking to people in that time, and I noticed a few things. I noticed I never saw any uh, lawn signs for Hillary Clinton. I only saw them for Bernie Sanders. And I think that that's a, a measure of enthusiasm. I, I saw some stuff for Trump, but really not a lot. But I, I live in a blue state, so that's not outrageous. But when I talked to people, I found people who really like Trump. And I remember one guy who kind of had his hair like Trump, when I was asking what he thought about, you know, the porn star stuff and stuff, he thought it was cool. You know, he thought it was a cool thing. So I was like, okay. I mean, it's like, what do people think? That's what he thought. And I talked to another woman. After, she was from the islands, from the Caribbean. She talked about Trump with admiration. So... A lot of people talk about being in a bubble. I don't, I don't really feel that I was in a bubble. I mean, I was seeking out information. And there, there again, somebody who I grew up with who is a huge, huge, huge Trump fan. And she, right, you know, she was always writing about him. And, you know, so, and then she has a brother who's a doctor who's a big fan and who actually was, was posting some anti-Latino things. I mean, I had to unfriend him. And then his wife, their friends were sort of happy about a woman being killed in Charlottesville during that protest, <clears throat> had to unfriend her, uh, had to unfriend a, an anchor I used to work with who called the President Obama Mandingo. Uh, and. It's like if he'd said I hate his his health policy, that's one thing, you know that that I wouldn't unfriend that person. But to call him a racial slur, no, 
I, I just I, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't go for it. But uh, long answer to I have seen a lot of people who I know in my circle who did like Trump before he was elected and you know still very much your fans now. I have, you know, I, I didn't believe uh, the commentators who said that Trump could not win. So uh, if that, if, I don't know if I've answered your question, but I like to, again, base things on what I see before I'm going to just base it on a biased website or whatever. And what I saw is his fans are legion period yeah you know i I mean whether or not you're answering a question you're telling a lot of very important stories because i think you are a very important woman from what i mean just covering all this stuff for years even how bad it is the fact that you are bringing it to light uh and then hopefully more people show uh, i was just saying that you know i i, I don't want to make it th- this like okay we get rid of trump then everything's okay no right. just like just like covid19 through the economy the vaccine is not gonna bring the economy back to 100 percent. i mean yeah i think you aren't going to get rid. you aren't going to defeat racism when trump is still president i i definitely think he needs to go but with Joe Biden again I'm like okay hopefully you're going to stand by your words and this is not promotional material just so you can become president I mean I'm really going to look at what he does uh I mean hopefully I mean you know what that's the thing these are only other option besides Trump so it's like but uh you know say you have, he, Con- you have Kanye Okay, no, Kanye, that's the thing is, there are people in the UK and Ireland, they actually believe Kanye could become president. And no, he said that because he wants to promote an album. He did not think this thing through, the fact that he just announced when the campaign is halfway over already. It's like, if you want to run for president, you don't do it in, you don't announce it in July. You announce that like in January or last year or whatever. But yeah, no, I, I, it's between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Kanye, no. <laughs> but, you know, say Joe Biden wins, then it's like, I mean, that's the thing is we got people just, cheering him on thinking he's going to bring things back to normal and i'm sitting back like i do believe you can't go as bad as trump because you are a politician and that was a big mistake with people who voted for trump is he was a celebrity on a tv show and that does not translate to running an entire country but that doesn't mean that i'm in belief he's he is going to single-handedly defeat all these problems that we're dealing with definitely not and i have no idea if he's going to stay by those words he might become president and you want business as usual yeah i think that he kind of has i mean he's gonna have a lot of pressure because he was really you know he he's gotten this far because of black people i mean you know clearly uh jim clyburn made him you know you know he got him where he is and I will say I was incredibly irritated 
when I've seen people say, I, 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 I've seen the comments of white women uh, saying that, why didn't all those black people vote for Elizabeth Warren? You know, oh, yeah. I'm so frustrated that they didn't vote for Elizabeth Warren. He, you know, uh, she would have won if black people. Have, and I, I, I was like, and I, I don't always say anything online. I usually just try to learn what people think. But to that, I had to say, you know, she had a chance to win in Iowa, <laughs> in um, in Massachusetts. She there were a lot of states before they got to the Carolinas. She could have won. You know, so and, and white folk were in Iowa, you know, they could have voted for her then. So it, you know, those kind of things really work my nerve. But um, I think Joe, Joe has, he, he's going to have to answer to Jim Clyburn and, a, a, you know, a lot of other people who helped get him, you know, elected. So we will see. I mean, who, who knows, but we will see. I, I you, you can put it on record. I, and I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I think he's going to uh, get Tammy Duckworth as his VP. You heard it here, maybe not first, but I did say it a couple of weeks ago, but it kind of was first. So uh, that's my prediction on his vice president. Yeah. I, and I mean, another thing regarding around, uh, you know, what, what needs to be changed. I mean, yeah, first things first, a new leader. But another thing is we got to a lot of these things that have not been looked at need to change. Like police officers need to stop having this much aggressive power and actually act like police officers towards everybody. No, regardless of what skin color you are. And they need to be very strict about these rules. I mean, we've seen some changes from these protests, but then we've also seen the people who killed George Floyd, they get bailed. I mean, they get out of uh, jail due to uh, some fundraising. And there needs to be, uh, you know, you need to kind of, go forth with your punishment like not just slap them on the wrist or say hey you you'll go to jail for maybe this amount of days but if someone that uh, funds for your bail then you know what you're free to go uh and they need to change all that and also i mean there's always going to be hate in this world there's always going to be people who think that our country needs to be like it was in the 1700s Forgetting that we found the United States by also killing off a lot of Native Americans. So, this is not even our country. But, I mean, there's a lot of things that need to change. And, I mean, I hopefully not. It's And really, at the end of the day, just not even... Whenever you see someone who just doesn't look like you, just don't see them as a threat. I mean, you don't have to... I would say this. You're not racist if you're not actively fighting during Black Lives Matter. If you're, you know, taking care of yourself, self-care, I think that is great. If you can... If you can actually invite people of color into your social circle. And also, not even look at them as a threat. I think that shows you don't aren't... You aren't a part of this whole, you know, 
white power or whatever. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I definitely support Black Lives Matter, but I, I see... So another thing I see with the, some of these Instagram videos is that they'll look at people who are supporting. And when you mention being cynical, they would get super cynical. They'd say like, okay, you're supporting. That's not good enough. You're still racist. Do this now. And I I look at that like, okay, there, there's got to be... If someone is willing to change and someone's willing to open up to you, even if it takes this long, I, I mean... There's got to be the point where you at least acknowledge that change and, you know, forgiveness and everything. And that's, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm with you. That's that's what John Lewis was all about. Look at look at his look at look at him. Look, 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 look behind what happened to him. I mean, his head was bashed in and he still had compassion for his beaters. The people who beat him, and some people would think that's you know he's being a chump, but I, 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 I mean it'd be hard for me to forgive those folks, but he did. So I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you in that sense that um, I, I think that that people need to. Uh, I don't know. It, it's. It's it's just um, it's I'm not being very articulate, but no, it's, it's a it's a changing world. If people are going to try, let them try. I do feel that I, I think that there's a nuanced conversation regarding policing. In that I did photograph people wearing uh, you know abolished police face masks. I, I think that there's a nuanced conversation that's necessary in that when you are somebody carrying a gun and have a responsibility and authority for the state, you need to wield that very carefully and you need to wield your authority very carefully. I've known a lot of police officers over the years, uh, detectives, uh, you know, people in law enforcement, FBI. I've also been you know, stop on a street corner standing on my way home from work and had somebody flash, a, a police officer flash a light in my eyes for no reason, you know. Um, so I have a nuanced uh, opinion, but behind that opinion is if you are carrying a gun, if you can use deadly force, if you are authorized by the state, then you need to wield that power very carefully. Uh, and, you know, you're going to be, you have to be accountable. I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. So, um, I don't, I don't know what the answer is other than we, I think we have to, no matter what monsters are in the room, we have to keep our optimism because without optimism, you know, what are you? You know, you have to keep your optimism. You have to look at all the people who are marching to try to find justice. Uh, you have to be realistic and look at the numbers and look, I mean, because there's, there's also anti-blackness and such in news media i mean i've seen things myself uh you know that's that's supposed to be liberal 
So we just we just have to to do better. Well, we yeah, have to do better. yeah, and I think what I mean what what is missing is that I think uh, our energy towards you know equality is also creating new allies. I think that is very important because if you spend this time trying to shut others down, and I'm not talking about the ones who of course beat someone to death, definitely not, but those who are just like playfully telling racist jokes to each other, not realizing what they're saying is wrong. I mean, they know, they know, they know. Well, well, okay. Let me put a different scenario. There's like, there's all of these adult shows I think they have, uh, like, for example, Seth MacFarlane, like, he's, he has loved so much of the, this offensive humor, and to me, like, every time I watch the show, there's nothing really clever about it, and with, with Cle- the character Cleveland for, uh, a good example, and I think there are people who just grew up with, with those shows and just didn't really, they, they literally just didn't know what they, I mean, or maybe they did, and they're just, they're in, they're in this thought that they aren't offending anyone, and what what, what did they say? I mean, what well, what was the character's name? What was it? I think Cleveland Family Guy. Oh, the, 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 is there a show called The Clevelands? Oh yeah, about? they they had a spinoff show called The Cleveland Show. Yeah. Okay, because what I know of it, and I could be wrong, but from what I knew about it, I didn't want to have anything to do with it because. I thought they were played by white actors. Playing yeah, black there people. was that too. It was it was just too ridiculous. I, I mean, it's like, ugh, give me a break. And and that's funny because in the wake of all this, there are all these actors saying, "Oh, we're not going to play a, a black person anymore." And rock. And uh, you know what else is? There are a lot of things that are just simply ridiculous. Yeah. Vanity Fair has never used a black photographer for a cover since they existed i mean are you telling me there are no talented black photographers who could shoot a cover it's it's absurd i mean it just shows <laughs> and and vogue has only once had a black photographer i mean that's not the the most important thing in the world to think about but think about it it's ridiculous it's just utterly ridiculous well what i what i'd say is even a a solution is like i I'd pull these people aside and be like, hey, do you, do you really mean to say that? Like, and then not only that, but I would tell them, hey, you know what? Here's a friend of mine who is of color. I think you should go out and pro- uh, go to protests with her. And maybe you'll, uh, I mean, so there's something they'll learn. Does that work? Yeah, Does that, that work? did. That did. Like, they'd be. Good for you. Yeah, that's the thing is not all the time are these people, they are just full of hate. It's just sometimes it is. It is a form of ignorance, but it's also like, hey, you know what? There are people in this world, we can turn them into allies. And the more allies we have, the less enemies we get. And well, Good for you. Good for you. Which I know is not always going to be the answer. But, I mean, there are some people who need their butts what, But there are some oh. that just need to be talked to. And to me, for those per- per- people I was able to change... I thought it was more effective on doing that than to try to go find their jobs and get them fired. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, it's like for me, you know, one thing that this conversation bring, you know, brings to my mind is, growing up, I always thought all the racist people would die off 
boy, was I wrong. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, eventually, and it seems like a whole new crop of them have come up. So I applaud you for doing that. For me, I've always just like, let me, you know, I'm not going to change people. That's, that's sort of been my view. I'm not going to change by talking to them. I've tried in a small way to at least introduce information to people via, you know, my storytelling, like yeah. ever since I was in junior college, you know, I mean, it's like, I've always tried to do that in a small way, but I've never really, I'm just like, let them like when Paula Dean, I don't know if you followed any of that story, but she apparently had called somebody the N word and everyone was all, you know, aghast and uh, wanted her show taken off. And, you know, my philosophy is like, I'm not going to watch her show, but whatever, you know, she has her fans and they all want to eat a lot of butter and pork. Let, you know, let them have it. And I was more, I was less offended by the N word. And this suit actually was bought, brought, by a white employee, former employee, but I was less offended by the N word than I was by the parties that she would cater and have everybody, like the black, you know, people who were serving dressed up like in the days of slavery. You know, I, I found, you know, the good old days, I guess, for her, I found that more offensive than the N word, quite frankly. Yeah. But it's like, let her, if she wants to see the show, I mean, if she wants to have her show, let her. I'm not going to watch, but. I'm not going to protest because I don't really care. Even this Aunt Jemima and Uncle Tom, I think they're ridiculous. But if that's what, and, and it's it's really been funny how people seem more upset about Aunt Jemima and Uncle Tom being pulled from the shelves than uh, George Floyd, <laughs> literally. Uh, but it's like, let them have Mrs. Butterworth is what my philosophy was. If they need something like that, they can have Mrs. Butterworth. But because I just want to, you know, I, I'm trying to be in the work every day because it's, it's just try to work. That's enough. But I commend you for doing that. I commend you for that. Well, I mean, that's where I see when, when people are now wanting to I mean, those people who said those, uh, you know, racist jokes to each other are fun. I mean, I, it's the same category of people now realizing, oh, wait, there's really serious racism going on. Because these people were also not very uh, careful regarding COVID-19. And then this, this, it was, I mean, you're not going to change it. Or, I mean, you have, it, it's totally okay to not even just... Uh, or uh, talk to someone and try to change them if you feel like they can. But there are some people in this world, they they just, there, there is this uh, thing that they've just been so used to and they need to wake up to reality to change and everything. And some, it takes longer than others. Now, those who aren't willing to change, then yeah, I, I mean, there's going to be those people where you try to, uh, you, you try to, change them with conversations and I wouldn't say empathizing but like uh, understanding and they're gonna not see it they're gonna or they might say yeah we'll, we'll change and then they go off and do terrible things again I mean there's some people they're gonna be them no matter what and then those people yeah they'll they need to lose their jobs they need to get their butts wet but 
I tend to not try to go to 11 just yet. It depends on what the situation is. If someone rapes someone or beats someone to death, that is a totally different story. But if someone was thinking they're funny with some edgy jokes or they... Uh, there, there was a time where they, they accidentally said the N-word. Or, or what, where the heck it was back then. Like, I don't want like to hold people back for things they did years ago. I mean, that's the thing is we like to... Some of us love to do that, but we'll, we'll uh, give a pass if it's a filmmaker or a studio that we really love. I mean, there are a lot of people who love Disney, and people will still forget the, what Disney was... I mean, back when Walt Disney... Oh, the cartoons? The, yeah. The, some of the original Disney cartoons? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... I mean, people do change. And that's... When I when I look at these Instagram stories that r- really only see the worst in white people, I, I don't think that's... To me, I don't think that's the way we kind of go to equality. And... Because... You know, not every white person is racist and not every white person is uh, wanting to see pain and suffering towards people of color. And I I mean, yeah, that's that's where this is probably how I go about it. But no, I, I totally get if there's someone who is just a piece of garbage and you just don't even want to deal with them. I mean, that you are in that right to not have to deal with them. But everyone... Everyone has their own way of dealing, of, of coping, you know, whether, but I think for me, as I said, what's been so difficult about, you know, with George Floyd is like every day on the news, you're going to see some disgusting, you know, thing. And it's just like, you know, that's the reality, you know, you know, that monster's always been there, but sometimes you put the monster in a box and maybe you have to see its eyes. You just, it's hard to deal with every day. Uh, I mean, cause you just, cause you have to do, you have to do things beyond dealing with the monster. So I feel that it's self-destructive if you let yourself get sucked into the monster. It's, it's, it's forget about the racists out there forget about the anti-black people out there it's about you and if you concentrate too much on their hatred it's corrosive and that's that's just one thing that you know i i, I just don't want to live my life consumed by it it's just because it's just as i said i i know it's i know the monster's there but i don't want to have to deal with the monster every day even though the monster is like a, to switch analogies, it's like a, a program running on your computer every minute. <laughs> I don't want to pull that program up. I want to do what I want to do in my life. I am very grateful that God made me black because I, I would not be so interesting were I not black. So thank you, God. I'm very happy that I, I'm black. I'm not happy about the ridiculousness out there of thought. And as I said, if I want to read about it, I can go to comments on any, I always go to comments on stories and I love Twitter, uh, you know, to see what people are, cause I'll think one thing and I'm like, oh wow, they think that? Oh, I mean, cause I'm, I'm seeing all these people now. I don't know if you heard about Marco Rubio, uh, 
tweeting a picture of the wrong congressman, not John, uh, <laughs> not John Lewis, but Elijah Cummings, saying because you know he just passed away, a giant in civil rights. And you know I'm seeing all these tweets, people saying, well, they did look alike. It's like okay, as they looked alike, you met this guy. Don't you know what he looks like? I mean, it's one thing if it's somebody from afar or if it's a newspaper, you know, putting out the wrong photo because, you know, they resemble each other. But I'm seeing all this on Twitter, people saying, well, they do look alike. What's the problem? Well, the, the part of the problem is you're, you're, you're standing next to him. You can't have or your staff doesn't know the difference. It's kind of ridiculous. But there are a lot of jokes on Twitter that make the moment lighter, though. It's, 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 I don't know if you've seen, they've, they've shown Marco Rubio with James Brown. <laughs> so there are a lot of, lot of funny jokes out of it. But Lord have mercy. Well, I, I have hope. Yeah. And um, talking to people like you, you're, you're doing things in your own way. And that's all we can do. You know, we, all we can do is, is in our world's, do what's best and move and not be consumed by it uh, not be defined by it and just move forward whether we're slogging through COVID-19 or whatever future um poss- you know whatever future um enemy is out there or slogging through intolerance or people who increasingly seem to be recklessly racist we just have to slog on and we have to do good things, positive things and, um, you know, change the world in our little way. Yeah, which is a great, great message. Anyway, I love talking to you, lady, and you are a very beautiful lady, I might add, even though I've only seen like a Twitter image of you. But uh, anyway, I mean, this has gone off for almost two hours. I'm actually going to have to split up into two because I'll say the internet over here in Melissa, in the countryside of Texas, (laughs) it's bad. Uh, especially the longer the recording is, the more time it'll take twice or three times as long. So I will probably split this in half, but I think everything of what you're saying is very important. So, and it's really great uh, talking to you. Where where do people follow? Thanks for for inviting me. Of course. Where do people follow you up and all that? You know, look for... I should be a better social media person, but you can reach me on uh, Twitter, Lena, L-E-N-A, Nozizwe, N-O-Z-I-Z-W-E. And on Instagram, it's Nozizwe, N-O-Z-I-Z-W-E, Originals. So those are the best places to hit me up. Okay. Do you also, are you like promoting your work on Instagram and Facebook and uh, Pinterest or all the, those other platforms or just like Twitter and all that? Honestly, um, you almost had to pull me to, to all of the, the social media things. I am going to get better at it. And, you know, in this time of COVID, I, I will, but I, I, you know, I do try to post, but, you know, if, if I'm between posting or editing, I'll edit, you know, I, I prefer to edit, but I'm, I'm going to get better. Okay. That, I mean, you know, whatever gets your work out there. Uh, this will be uploaded on soundcloud.com slash pitch 
podcast.com of the courtesy of the lovely Merlin and uh, also Facebook slash Pondspress, Instagram slash Pondspress, and I'm at ChasePond64 on Twitter, and also the weekly schedule on Pondspress.wordspress.com, so all that. And I hope you have a wonderful day, Miss. I mean, you woke up very early, just, I mean, I'm sure you woke up early for doing work and all that, but I think it's... I'm very honored to be something you wake up that early to, but, you know, I, I mean, you are a wonderful lady, and I want to keep up to you as best as I can. I mean, I, I, I'm connected with so many wonderful people of color. I don't know what my life is going to be like in the fall and the spring, but I think what you're doing is very important. So, of course, uh, more blessings to you, lady, and you're wonderful and beautiful, so I hope you have a much happier rest of the day now that you got you vent well, all of the things up. This was happy too, and I'm honored that you asked me, and I wish you a happy rest of the day. And um, to hoops, I say meow. Who is not in this room, so nothing. I'm, I'm <laughs> hollering at her, you know, anyway. She's probably downstairs, like, laying. So, I mean, she, she's usually... Uh, running all over the place but then there's periods where she does act like other cats and just lays but she is one of the more hyper ones but yeah right right now she's she is nowhere to be seen and she'll probably not even know what's going on but anyway again i'll talk to you later lady love you thank you very much